Welcome to the Stare Down Sports Talk and Real Estate with Sean Carpenter of Coldwell Banker in Columbus, Ohio, Bill Risser of Fidelity National Title in Tampa, Florida, and Todd Meininger of Cummins, Georgia. Listen in as they discuss the week in sports and toss in a pinch of real estate too. Now your hosts, Sean, Todd, and Bill. Welcome everyone to the Stare Down. It's our weekly sports talk and real estate podcast with just a couple guys from around the country who like to talk sports and a little bit of real estate and sales at the end. I'm Sean Carpenter in Columbus, Ohio, joined by my regular hosts, Bill Risser down in St. Petersburg, Florida, Todd Meininger up in Cumming, Georgia, and out on the West Coast is our buddy Shea Brewer out in Portland. Bill, what's going on, man? I understand it's a hot one down there in St. Pete. Yeah, a lot of a lot of heat and humidity. That ninety degrees, ninety percent humidity stuff that uh, they warned me about, and uh, definitely felt it on the golf course today, and felt it on the uh, parade route yesterday. Pride Parade here in St. Petersburg. One of the it's the largest in Florida, one of the largest in the country, and uh, so that was that was just it's just always a huge party, a lot of fun. So we did that yesterday. The street festival was today. And uh, just to, for those of you that, that count steps on pedometers, you know what I'm talking mm-hmm. about, right? Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. Set a personal record this weekend. Let me guess. Steps in a weekend. Go ahead. Oh, in a weekend? In two days. A two-day weekend. How many steps I'm, did I? I'm going to go, go 18,000. 52,400 steps in two days. Wow. 52,400. Yeah, that's impressive. That's about 52,000? 30 miles I walked in the last two Yeah, I got, I got 51 time. I Walked 18 holes, double cut the lawn, then went back and played another 18 with the kids. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So that's it, it was great. So I'm, I, which means I just pigged out at a nice Italian joint tonight with Cindy and carved up. All good. good, all good. good. What's up with you, Todd? Oh, good weekend, Sean. Uh, getting hot. Uh, Bill kind of kind of teased it a little bit. It's uh, finally officially summer. Um, daughter was out on the lake with some friends this week. Uh, my son. Uh, Coming back from Denver, having a great lacrosse tournament last weekend. He was uh, basically holed up in the basement all weekend. So I had a lot of time to watch uh, a lot of World Cup soccer. So I'd, I had a, a nice relaxing weekend trying to beat the heat inside. Good. We'll get to the World Cup in just a second. Shea Brewer out in Portland. What's going on, buddy? Soccer, 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 soccer. <laughs> all soccer. <laughs> uh, yeah. It's, it's kind of a perfect spotlight uh, in the schedule right now, just with the way the basketball and hockey ended quickly and the way, you know, right after the U.S. Open, then it goes into soccer. So let's talk about World Cup. Um, we are, I, I think, across the board, we're, everyone's played two games, right, um, as, of, as of today. Yep. Um, so we have our last game in our uh, pool play uh, coming up this week. Uh, probably one of the most anticipated ones uh, will be England-Belgium on Thursday. Uh, looks like both those teams are going to advance in Group G. Um, really, I don't, I don't see how they couldn't, uh, but that's obviously a big one to see the seedings, right, that will happen in the in the, in the the round of 16, the knockout rounds. Um, but let me start with you, uh, Todd. What's been your, what's been your biggest um, realization so far in this tournament? And I – well, um, God, where do you start? So uh, England, Belgium, those, those are two teams that uh, are, are dominating, and they're going to face off to find out who's the group winner. They'll both advance. Um, they each have six points. The third and fourth place team have zero. So. They each have six goals, two, six goal differentials. <clears throat> yeah, so they're even. So that, that drama is kind of done, even though those may be the two teams that are playing amongst the best. The two huge storylines, um, one to me is more interesting than the other, but um, – 
to Argentina is just absolutely a mess right now. Um, they are 0-1-1. They're the bottom of their group. There's rumblings that uh, there's problems between Messi and the coach. So they still have a chance. Um, Nigeria beating Iceland in that group. Um, if Iceland would have won, Argentina would have been out. That would have been a huge story. So they're hanging on by a sliver. But to me, the story is is Germany. Um, I don't know how many of you guys watched that game. Um, spoiler alert, uh, my last name's Meininger. So um, <laughs> I have a little little German heritage. I'm there's sorry. a there's a Risser over here too. A Risser. Okay, good. Yes. So so literally, guys, as things stood at halftime, they're down one nothing. Um, and, and this is there's not a lot of time in these things. At one nothing down at halftime, as the live standing stood, they were not going to make the round of sixteen. They were eliminated from the World Cup, defending champs. Um, they come out and they just were grinding. They scored, I think, in about the seventieth minute, maybe sixtieth. But then again, they just keep having these chances and chances just kept missing and missing. And a tie, they would have been alive, um, but they would have been in trouble, kind of like what Argentina is now. I'm sure you've all seen the highlights. They scored in the 93rd minute, three minutes in stoppage time, a miracle goal for Germany. And so now it's um, between Germany, Mexico. Mexico's leading the group. And really quick, I know I love that phrase, Mexico, after they won in the morning, it was on every scroll. Mexico advances around a 16. What happened with Germany now, they've had to retract that story. If Sweden beats Mexico by two goals – and Germany holds on to win um, versus uh, South Korea. Mexico will be out of the round. And Sweden, so, and Sweden advances. And Sweden will Germany win the group, and Sweden wow. will be the second place team. Wow! So. wow. So, and those games. So Shay, Shay, uh, I believe in that Germany game. Correct me if I'm wrong, Shay, but the uh, Germans had to play down a man uh, for most of the second half. Is that right? Well, about the around the 70th minute, they went down a man, mm-hmm. and. Uh, it was it was just crazy because in extra time they get this goal in extra time and it's an unbelievable goal and and uh, they they live to die another day and they could have and they could unfortunately knock Mexico out of this group and who's really been playing well I think Mexico's one of the been playing just as good as anybody else I've seen this whole tournament. So when is that game? When is Sweden Mexico? Uh, give me a second here, Sean. Uh, yeah, because that, that'll obviously be a game that, that I think I think it's Wednesday. It's going to be Wednesday. It's yep. Wednesday morning. Yeah. So that'll be a game, obviously, a lot of, a lot of people are going to watch because, obviously uh, – and, and, you know, does Germany uh, take care of South Korea or do they have kind of a uh, a letdown game coming out of the, the big well, win, there's, obviously? There's no room for letdown. That's what's amazing about this tournament. Mexico, as Shane indicated, could not have played better their first two games. They're 2-0, uh, plus two on the goal differential – and now all of a sudden, if they lay an egg and lose to Sweden by two, which I don't think they should, but um, and Germany wins, all of a sudden they're out. They're, they've gone from guaranteed to be advanced uh, to the round of 16 to being out. And my son, Scott, he's 15. He's got a much more pliable mind than I do. He just said, Dad, that doesn't make sense. And I'm like, Scott, if they're saying they advanced, they've, they've advanced. And uh, I was shocked to see that uh, it played out that way. So, you think of, so you think about it, do you think the coach from Mexico – plays that game differently against Sweden. Do you play in such a way that you're just trying not to lose by two or do you just try and go out there and win? And in and, and trying to win, maybe open yourself up for, you know, a chance to get a bad loss. That's a, that's a great question. Yeah. Um, I well, think you got to play your style. I think you got to play your yeah. style. Let the chips fall. But wouldn't you guys agree that Sweden in that second half kind of played not to lose? Oh, oh my God. They oh. were, as, <laughs> I, I forgot to mention, they were, Germany was a man down 
for 20, 25 minutes. And by the way, that was an awful play by the German defender. I'm sure he'll admit it. That he, he made a challenge on our yellow card. It was deserved second yellow card. They went to review, and I'm like, he's gone. Um, and he just walked off, didn't protest. But Germany had our old buddy John Roberts, Sean, I, mm-hmm. I follow him. He said, Germany with 10 men, they have 10 men in the penalty box. So Germany was selling out. Trying to trying to score to win, and Sweden was content clearing the ball and waiting and waiting for him to come back. So, yeah. when you're down, when you're up a man, I'd think you'd want to put more pressure on, but they chose not to, and that ended up. I mean, they were down a man, and they were like taking midfielders and defenders out and putting more forwards out there. Right? They were just all they, were in. they had to. They, had to they knew what they had to do. I mean, it was. I'll tell you, I watched the first half at the Hofbrau House. I think I told you, I showed you guys on Twitter. Nice. I, I got the picture that that Todd wanted, the dimpled glass of of Hofbrau original with a television in the background. But I was outside on the patio, so you couldn't see the screen too well. Um, Phil, I was surrounded by people. There were three guys rooting for Sweden out of the 50 on the patio. And they were really happy at halftime. <laughs> so at that point, I did, I did truck home. It was uh, four blocks to get home from there. And watched the second half at home. And Cindy was gone. She was working. And I think I, I, I um, scared three or four neighbors when that goal went in, uh, in stoppage time. It was... Unfreaking believe I'm screaming by myself, you know, <laughs> nobody around. <laughs> Bill, Bill, I forgot my son was in the basement and I'm running. I'm, I'm running to call people. And he goes, Ed, what's going on? I'm like, watch this. He's like, oh, okay. Yeah. I was, I was embarrassed. I mean, look, it was a set play. Have you seen the play? Right, Sean? Yeah. You, you always have that, that I'll call him a decoy. Cause sometimes they're going to either kick it to a guy or kick it right back, but him to just stop, set it, step back and let this guy, you know, throw up this big a strike. Beautiful yeah. shot into the key. You know, when you watch it in slow motion, oh. you know, and the guy, the defender misses it by inches and the goalie misses it by inches. You know, it was just, yeah. yeah. So, Shay, uh, tell me this. Um, you know, a couple of the couple of the groups, it's, it's kind of a done deal. Like Russia, Uruguay, they're both going to advance. Uh, Spain, Portugal, Iran, depending on what happens in that next last game, one of those teams is going home. Um Shay, who's who's another team besides Germany and the, and the ones we've talked about that that you look at and say uh, you like the way they're they're playing? You know, it's interesting. I love Brazil, and they're one of the favorites to win. But it's the same situation with Germany. Brazil, if they lose to Serbia on Wednesday, Brazil's going home, and they're one of the favorites to win the whole tournament. They've been mm. playing great, but they um, they had a draw their first match, and then they won the second match. But if they lose to Serbia on Wednesday, Brazil can go home, and it's it's crazy because they're playing so well. So well. Mm-hmm. They won on two stoppage time goals, Coutinho and uh, Mimar. So, again, playing great. They couldn't get done. Sean, I'm going to jump in. Croatia looked just unbelievably good when they were playing. Um, and Switzerland versus Serbia was kind of a controversial match, right? Um, mm-hmm. Two of the Swiss players uh, got fined, and they may be um, uh, suspended because apparently Serbia and Albania have a huge – dispute going on for years and years and years and I guess they did a little hand motion kind of a uh, a country signal I almost said gang signal uh, to kind of mock the Serbian fans and FIFA doesn't tolerate they don't tolerate um, racial slurs um, you know uh, sexual orientation slurs and they're looking into suspending those guys Um, so there's a lot of backstories if you pay enough yeah for sure yeah. Well, one thing, one thing I'll say is as we, as we move off of soccer um, and we, you know, we'll have a lot more to talk about next week as we start seeing the way it's going to set up for the, for the brackets. Um, I've been really impressed by what I've seen of, of the country of Russia. I, I don't know much about like, 
you know, I'm really not watching any of the stories besides the games, but the stadiums look fantastic. The fields, the, or the pitches, the, the fan base. I mean, it's amazing how much fan base travels and, you know, it's clearly not cheap uh, to, to truck over to Russia for a, a month basically, you know, and, and, and be there to support the teams, but it's just really cool. The pageantry. And I, I, do, I just love how they all walk in the stadium. They, they pick up the ball, the little kid picks up the ball at the stand and the little kids walk up in with the players. That's really cool. I couldn't agree with you more, Sean. And by the way, just my little parting note, England beat Panama 6-1 today, right? Mm-hmm. Panama scored. They're down 6 nothing, and they went to the crowd, and you would have thought they won the World Cup. And oh, I, was kind of, I was kind of scratching my head, and the joy – this is their first World Cup appearance, and this, that's the first goal they've ever scored in the World Cup. And the fans were just celebrating and so joyous. It was, it was great to see. It's a, a team that has no chance to win, but they realize – where they are and are trying to enjoy the moment. So it was, it was, it was pretty cool. Yeah, very cool. All right, guys, let's turn to baseball. Uh, really quick on college baseball. Uh, Todd, our Gators uh, got knocked out after, you know, losing the first game in the College World Series, double elimination. It's tough, just, to it's tough because then you're just, you're, you're, you're a must win every night. Uh, they battled back, but they, they ran into a, a really solid Arkansas team who's going to be facing off against Oregon State uh, down the road from Portland, Shea. Um, Beaver Nation's got to be pretty excited about what's going on uh, down in Corvallis with that team, huh? Beaver Believers. Um, <laughs> <laughs> Justin Beaver Believers. <laughs> uh, Oregon State was playing North Carolina in, uh, in one of the early – it was an elimination game. Yeah. And they were down 6-2 to two in the mm. top of the seventh. 6-2 to two in the top of the seventh. And Oregon State, sure enough, comes back and they win the game. Um, not sure the final score. Wasn't it 11-6? Yeah. Mm. Eleven yeah, to six, they come back and win eleven to six to uh, to stay alive, and then they win the next game against Mississippi State to advance to the finals. And um, it was awesome. It, 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 it's it's a good energy out here in Portland. You have um, you have a good mix of Ducks fans and Oregon State Beavers fans, and the Beavers are kind of like the common the common Joe, you know, the working right. class, and then Oregon's kind of like you know the, the everyone. Yeah, and so it's it's kind of cool to see you know the everyday guys excited about something. They're excited about Oregon State baseball, and it's really cool to see. Well, you know, it's uh, the two teams matching up, Arkansas and Oregon State, um, very offensive minded. And, and you know, Todd, we saw the Gators just their bats struggled against Arkansas pitching. Uh, they the, the, you you saw them wake up against Texas Tech um, in that elimination game, but it just. Um, it's gonna be fun. So that 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 best of three starts on I believe Monday night. Uh, should start tomorrow night. Um, that's something interesting in the majors. A uh, couple cool things happening, Bill. If we go back and listen to a couple podcasts ago, we, we I it was me. I said the Dodgers are just in last place, right? Yeah. And now Dodgers are just two and, two and a half games back from you called that. You said you know as soon as they get settled in, they're they're a solid team and and they're pitching. Um, they've had some good things, Todd. And Shea, your Atlanta Brewer or Atlanta Braves are uh, holding on to first place. Yep, two and a half games up. Uh, my Indians are eight games up in the in they Central. Don't lose. I, they that don't was lose. a no, man. They're 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 playing great. Yankees, Red Sox uh, in a tie in the East. Um, Astros looking really strong in the West. Uh, and then the other um, in the Central, you got the Brewers uh, holding on after the Reds swept the Cubs um, in Cincinnati. Reds won seven in a row. Yeah, they're um, they're on fire. Yeah, unfortunately, they're still 13 games back after winning seven in a row. Yeah, um, but at some point in time, you gotta gotta make some plays. 
Oh, I was going to call out for Bill, man. Uh, uh, I was going to just bring it up. by the Tampa Bay Took, race. Stole and... my thunder, Shay. This is it. I just say <laughs> every the, this place turns into like New York South, right? There's Yankee, like Steinbrenner Fields across the bay. There's spring training, right? Is here, and uh, Yankee gear everywhere, and the, <laughs> the 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 Rays sweep the Yankees this weekend, including a walk off 13th inning home run today by Jake Bowers, one of the young up and coming players, first baseman for the Rays, to sweep the mighty Yankees. Their first <clears throat> time they've lost three games in a row this season. So, yeah, that was a ton of fun this weekend to uh, watch bombed Yankees fans walking amongst the Pride Parade people trying to get back <laughs> to their hotels. <laughs> and it's funny, I think the major league worst Orioles the Braves had to win today to salvage one game out of the three oh, games geez, yeah it's baseball it's baseball it's, it's funny it's a long grind right hey yeah John for your for your Cincinnati Reds and your Florida Gators how about Anthony D. Sclafani you see what he did this weekend no D. Sclafani pitcher for the Gators now pitches for the Reds just come came back off the DL about a, a month ago he uh you get to hear the play if you, you find it on YouTube the announcer is, you know, it's like it's a 3-2 pitch. The runners, the bases are loaded. The runners are going. And they, the, pitch, the, the announcer says, hopefully he can just find some way to make contact. Oh, my God, it's a deep fly ball. And this guy <laughs> wow. went grand salami. Grand salami He's as a pitcher. He had a home run as a pitcher in his first wow. grand slam. He's a horrible hitter. First grand slam by a Reds pitcher since 1959. Uh, Jeez, it's just great. Just, you know, they end up winning 11-2 to two over, the, over the Cubs. Speaking of homers, Dodgers hit seven solo home runs. Uh, ties a ties a major league mark. Um, listen, listen to this stat I looked up, guys. Uh, three teams with triple digit run differentials. Bill, we, we've talked about that oh, the last yeah. couple of years. It's a good three teams got to be the Astros. Yankees, Yan- Yan- Yankees are plus one hundred. Okay. Red Sox are plus one twelve. Yeah. Mm. Listen to this. Yeah. The Astros are plus one sixty nine. Mm. Yeah, they got some. They got some pitching. They're fifty seven. Yeah, wow. unbelievable. Hammering people, huh? Wow, that's amazing. Yeah, yeah. yeah, plus 169. And, you know, go back two years when the when the Cubs, you know, just had that great season. The Cubs and Indians were by far, you know, um, that run differential. And so if you got good pitching and good good batting, it really balances out. So Hey, well, um, I'll give you one last thing in baseball. Pretty interesting you're talking about pitching. You know, you know what the Rays are doing. It's been a solid month now where the Rays, they have two starters that start, Snell and Archer, right? But the rest of the time, They'll start off with a reliever. They're still doing it. They've been oh. doing it for a month. They'll, they'll throw like a long reliever. Like no, Sergio Romo will pitch. He's got to get six outs unless he struggles a little bit. Then they'll pull him early, and then they bring the starter in in the third inning. Mm-hmm. The, the idea is let him get through the top of the order because you know you know you no guarantee at the end of the game that the reliever is going to face the top of the order. So it gives that starter, especially young starters at, on the Rays, a chance to settle in and start with maybe the seven, eight, nine guys, the bottom of the order. Instead Who's of having to face Who's your skipper? Uh, Dave Cash. That's so pretty, it's, it's uh, very that's pretty outside the box, huh? In the months since they've been doing this, they're leading the league in ERA at 2.98. And they have the lowest batting average, and they're, they're tied with the Yankees at 212, you know, batting average against their pitching staff. So it's a very interesting play. We'll see. Yeah, I've been, I've been seeing it. Yeah. So it will, it will be interesting to see if other teams start doing it because yeah, exactly. to, to the best of my knowledge, only the Rays have done it. Right. And only a few teams were doing the shift when it first started. Right. Didn't Madden. Yeah. I think it was Madden maybe. <laughs> yeah. But, yeah. uh, and then we'll see what happens, but you know, think about it. The specialization of baseball has been going on forever and this just takes it to another level, right. Where you have certain pitchers that are going to take care of the top of the order at the beginning of the game. So we'll see if it continues. 
Let's quickly hit on golf. Uh, the Travelers, uh, once again, birdie oh, fest uh, compared to the U.S. Open. Um, Bubba, Bubba Watson comes from, comes from back, but two of his three wins now has come from six back to win. Uh, he just he, he got in the house with a birdie on the 18th hole after a beautiful approach shot after a smooth little 350-yard drive. Three um, wins this season, Bubba. Who knew? Three, three wins this season. And Paul Casey just kind of wheels came off down the stretch. He just could not. And he, in, in his post-run interview with Dottie Pepper, he, he said, I just – I was fighting my swing all day long. He was missing left and he was missing right, you know, and worst thing ever bad, in golf. Had, right? had some bad breaks, but he, he obviously just, just, you know, he's, he's still hung in there, but, um, Bubba with a big win. Um, it, and, and Bill, I just want to hit on tennis really quick. Cause we're going to Wimbledon should be starting in the next week. Right. Cause it's two weeks. finished finishes yeah. right around 4th of July, right? Two weeks. Yep. I think it's right. They so have it's one not, more warm up tournament coming okay. up. Okay. And I noticed that Federer lost today. Or, yep. Yeah, in, in a match. Um, Shay, you want to hit on hit on some NBA? There's been a lot of talk. NBA free agency doesn't start till July 1st, but there's been a lot of talk. Kawhi Leonard has been kind of the main um, the main voice, but then also I, I saw Carmelo Anthony just resigned with the uh, the Thunder. The Thunder. Um, really cool thing about Kawhi. So Kawhi Leonard um, didn't play much last year. No one knows the, the true status of the injury that he has. He's made it be known that he, he has no interest in going back to San Antonio. San Antonio does not want to – he has one year left on his deal. San Antonio does not want to trade him to a Western Conference team. They prefer to send him east. But no one knows what Kawhi is really thinking. Kawhi just doesn't talk. You'll hear a lot of rumors from everyone, but you never hear anything from the horse's mouth. Kawhi hasn't said anything. Uh, it's been a lot of reports, but nothing from him. Uh, he's one of the few guys in the NBA that he doesn't have Twitter fingers. He keeps everything really close to the vest, and uh, no one knows where he really wants to go. There's been reports that he wants to go to the Lakers in 2019. Um, he can do that no matter where he goes, right? I mean, unfortunately for I mean for the Spurs, if, he, if wherever they trade him, he'll end up at the he'll end up at the Lakers. He'll be playing. in 2019. In 2019. In 2019. In 2019. Yeah. Um, well, let, so they'll do a sign and trade up, right? I don't think so. If I don't think they want to send him west at all. Yeah, I, I think right now, right now, tell if I'm wrong, Shay. But at this point in time, much like it's happened with a lot of the, a lot of the, um, the stars, he's pretty much made it clear he's not staying after this year. So do they do they get rid of him, get anything back, yeah. or do they let a let a you know let him ride and you know I, I get where Pop's coming from, you know, to send him to L.A. and and have him you know play him four or five times a year. Shay- That's tough. Shea was probably like four when this happened, but the Orlando, <laughs> the Orlando Magic did not do a sign and trade for Shaquille O'Neal, even though he said, I'm going to L.A. Because mm-hmm. they thought, hey, we have a year to convince him to stay. Right? Mm-hmm. And to this day, th- there's shows on ESPN about it. He had Penny Hardaway. He had at the time Nick Anderson. Nick Anderson. 3D. Ars Grant. Who's 3D? What's it, Dennis Scott? 3D? Dennis Scott. Yeah. So they said, "Hey, we have all the tools." But he said, "You didn't believe me. I told you for you, I'm leaving." And you don't have Kobe. I'm going there. Right. <laughs> and, and so basically, Orlando that crippled the franchise for probably ten plus years wow. because they didn't do a sign and trade. In this day and age, my opinion: if he said he wants to leave, go find somewhere to find him a place to go. And there's plenty of great players to be had. That's just that's just my yeah. hmm. Shay, what was your uh, what was your aha or, or big wow in the draft? Uh, DeAndre Ayton. Goes number one, Bagley two to Sacramento. Luka Doncic uh, goes three to Dallas, but then it was a trade with, um, or he he went three to Atlanta, and then Trey Young uh, jumped jumped up quite a bit. Uh, Five, 
So what was you, what was your main uh, wow moment uh, of the t- of the players you saw, Jay? So I've got two, and I, I'll go on a quick rant. I have no clue what the Atlanta Hawks are doing. (laughs) No clue for years going back to Kevin Willis and even beyond that, just going back to the, to the early, excuse me, the late seventies, the Hawks have traditionally been known as a franchise who choose not to spend money to bring in talent to the, uh, to the, to the franchise. And they've just made these million dollar renovations to, uh, to Phillips arena there in Atlanta. And it's almost as if, they don't want to put a quality team on the floor. They just rather <clears throat> sell tickets. And I, I don't understand that they bring in a new GM last year from Golden State. And this entire draft, he built an entire team to mimic what he put together in Golden State, hoping that the people would come out to see games. Uh, with the third pick, he drafts Luka Doncic, which is probably the second best player, in my opinion, in the draft. And then he trades him to Dallas for Trey Young, who's just going to sell tickets. He's just going to sell tickets. He's going to shoot Steph Curry like shots from 28 feet and, and that be it. He just doesn't play any defense. He's an undersized guard. Um, they have three first round picks. Their other two picks, they take a player that from Maryland that completely mimics Thompson's game. And then they take an undersized forward from Villanova who mimics Draymond Green's game. And it's just, it seems as if they're trying to recreate what they had in Golden State with a lot less quality talent just to sell tickets. <laughs> Golden State light ain't going to cut it. <laughs> right. a, lot of, a lot of head scratching in Atlanta, and Shay was is right on in his uh, analysis how people are feeling about it. Um, side note, Phyllis Arena will have a lot of Asa doors and hardware in it, but that's just for another day. <laughs> <laughs> so here's my problem, and Shay, it probably will take um, a little research, but Steph Curry I don't think was a number four pick. Right, I'd imagine he was a late first rounder, maybe number seven second rounder. He was seven, seven. Mm-hmm. Oh, okay, my bad. My theory was is it was a huge reach for Trey Young. I thought uh, Steph was later in the later in the draft. So my theory shot out, but facts don't. Hey, quit inserting logic and facts to my arguments. <laughs> Shay, what do you think about Michael Porter going fourteenth to uh, Denver? Um, played three games in college because uh, of injuries. Um, talking a very big game. Um, what school, Sean? Uh, Michael Porter went to Missouri. Missouri. Um, but, and, you know, a lot of people are saying he's the can't-miss kid. Uh, but what, what's your read on him, uh, Shay? I like Michael Porter's game in high school. We don't know what Michael Porter is now. Michael Porter actually didn't play – played three games in college because of a back surgery that he had. Um, the exact same surgery that Tiger Woods went through, ironically enough. Mm-hmm. Um, reports came out after the draft that he slid down to 14 because of his back condition. and it's not set in stone that he will even play this year in the NBA. Okay. I mean, the Clippers passed on him twice, right? Mm-hmm. <laughs> 12 and 13. Wow. Yeah. Other places. And Jerry West is kind of consultant for the Clippers. I think you might know a thing or two about basketball. No? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I, I, I like the Cavs picking up Colin Sexton from Alabama. I think that's a good pick, but obviously, you know, who, who's he going to be passing the ball to is going to be the big question uh, there. Mo Bamba, um, you know, Shay, you dropped the stat on his wingspan a um, couple couple episodes ago. Wendell Carter from Duke, um, Kevin Knox, and then Mikael Bridges, Michael Bridges from uh, Villanova round out the top ten. So three three Dukies in the first round. Did we mention that? Yes. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Grayson yeah. Because uh, Grayson Allen, Grayson yeah. Allen went in. Yeah. He's, Where did he go? He's he went to Utah. So. Yeah. <laughs> 
Yeah. How about this stat on Mo Bamba, right? And, and I'm not being a Mo Bamba homer. Um, we brought up the Orlando Magic. The Orlando Magic have drafted three centers in franchise history. Mm-mm. The first, Shaquille O'Neal. Oh, boy. Dwight Howard. The second was Dwight Howard. Wow. The third is Mo Bamba. Wow. <laughs> Pretty good. All right. Pretty He's got good. some big shoes to fill. <laughs> yeah. and, and that was Shea Brewer calling his shot on the Asa, <laughs> on the Asa Abloy NBA <laughs> segment. Hotline. There you exactly. Go. Um, All guys, guests call in courtesy of the <laughs> Asa Abloy. Exactly. Exactly. So, um, so a lot of soccer to watch this week. Uh, let's, let's, let's just recap. Uh, Bill, great episode last week with uh, Sheena Reagan. Uh, really enjoyed listening to her energy and, and enthusiasm. Uh, who do you got on the show this week? So, I'll, Sean, you know this person very well. It's going to be uh, – um, <clears throat> make sure I say his name right because I've said it a couple different ways. Scott Euler of nice. uh, Colwell Banker, West Shell, Cincinnati. Uh, really a good episode. I'm working on it right now, putting it all together for Tuesday morning. I know you'll enjoy that one, Sean. You for might, sure. You might get a shout out here. Or there. Yeah, the guy's, guy's a rock star. Really proud of, of his success and uh, what, he's, yeah. what he and his team have been able to do. Yeah. Um, and, and, you know, cool story about – how he had to had to make it work. Um, yeah, that's you know. absolutely. We talk about that. So it's uh, he's like I say, he's a great guy, and uh, I can't. You know, too bad he's not coming out to San Francisco, but I'm sure I'll see him in New York next year. Yeah, and and what are you up? You uh, you home this week, or are you on the road? I'm uh, I'm home. So we're it's uh, I, I travel Lee County the following week, and then you know we're coming up quick on San Francisco. So there's yeah, yeah uh, little thing called Inman Connect. I think thing called Inman Connect in the city by the bay. Yeah, yes, it's, sir. It's a fun trip. Should be fun. Todd, what about you, man? You, you, are you staying around the, the ATL this week, or are you, you out and about? Um, I'm a little out and about. Um, I cover not only the city of Atlanta, but the whole state of Georgia. So depending on, on what's going on, I kind of dictates my schedule. But this is just a, a heads up. I'm sure everyone knows it because everyone's in charge of their own schedule and business. But this is a huge week for me, pressure-packed-wise, as far as calling on people and closing things, closing deals. The week after, July 4th falls on Wednesday, it's going to be a big vacation week for a lot of, of people. Yep. So although I'll be working hard the next week, um, it's time to make hay when the sun shines. So this is a sunshiny week, so uh, uh, i got to make hay. So a lot, a lot to do this week, action-packed, and um, I hope to close some, some big jobs and uh, keep, keep on trucking. Good, man. Good. Well- Keep the keep the nose to the grindstone. Shay, what's going on up in beautiful Portland? You going to get, get uh, out and about, or are you going to be uh, focused on work this week? Yeah, well, work-wise, I have to head up to Washington for a few days this week, so Tacoma, Olympia area uh, in the middle of the week. But I will crack some time out Wednesday morning to watch some soccer. you got a great <laughs> soccer on Wednesday morning. Yeah. <laughs> it's a big day. Big day. Hey, Shay, I throw, we'll plug out for a, for a podcast guest on the real estate sessions. Go to Move to Tacoma. The website and there's some great you know uh stuff i'm sure you know the downtown area there's kind of got a cool vibe to it and uh, marguerite talks a lot about the uh, community and some cool stuff so hopefully that'll help you find another maybe a pub you haven't been to before nice. <laughs> I, I bet he's been to them all he probably has. <laughs> <laughs> perfect uh guys for me it's a home week uh just got back from a, a good friend uh good good friend's wedding this weekend down in raleigh but uh Home week this week, uh, closing tomorrow, so and uh, take care of a couple things with other clients this week. Got a listing hit in the market, um, so just trying to to get lined up for a good fall. So, um, guys, it was a quick tight show this week, um, but we got things to do and places to go and people to see and 
trivia questions to answer here on, on HQ coming up. So uh, on behalf of Bill and Todd and Shay, I'm Sean Carpenter. Thanks for listening to us on The Stare Down.